0: Let's just take a moment and pray. Father, we thank you um, that you are with us right now. We thank you that you are meeting us in this very moment. So Lord, we ask that uh, whatever noise and distraction and things that are stirring around us, even in our own hearts and minds, that you would say, be still to those places right now. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would open up our ears to hear, our eyes to see, our hearts to receive what it is you're speaking, what it is you want to do. Lord, we want to be changed as a result of meeting you in this very moment. So change us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, this is the final week of a sermon series in First Peter, and we've been talking about persevering in a time of trial. And I would encourage you to go back and read through First Peter. Everything from being reminded that Jesus is our living hope, that we have an eternal perspective, one that is not temporal that Jesus being that chief cornerstone who we're building our life upon and how important that is. And we're continuing, even last week we talked about having that godly character and and we talked about fighting an enemy that we cannot see, just as we're fighting a virus that we cannot see. So too, we have this spiritual battle that we're fighting an enemy that we cannot see. And to build godly character, the reminder is that first is we need to pray fervently. We need to love unconditionally. We need to give generously and we need to serve faithfully. That's part of putting on that godly character. Those areas in our life as a reminder. And in in the middle of the greatest crisis of our lives, we're fighting even this greater battle that's in front of us. That's the spiritual battle that we have to be prepared for. And and the question we might ask ourselves is, how do I fight this spiritual battle? I'm going to have this godly character that I'm going to work on and put on in my life, but how do I fight the spiritual battle, which is, which is a battle that's most important, because this life in this world is temporal, and what we want is that eternal life with him. So there's a spiritual battle that ensues, and even greater in a time where crisis is going on, so how do we fight it? And here's a simple way of thinking about it when you're fighting a spiritual battle, that every spiritual battle is fought between pride and humility. That's the battle. Everything comes back to that place where where pride has taken over and I can't get myself over to a place of humility. Pride is this. Pride is preferring our self-will to God's will for our life. That's pride. Pride is my will, not his will. And I prefer my will over his will. Muhammad Ali, in his heyday as a heavyweight champion of the world, was catching a flight onto his next fight that he was going to on a 747. And when they were taxiing him down the runway, the flight attendant noticed that he wasn't wearing a seatbelt and asked him to please fasten it. Ali said, Superman don't need no seatbelt. And without hesitation, the flight attendant looked straight at him and said, Superman don't need no plane. No one ever had to teach us how to be prideful. We seem to be able to handle that all on our own. Began with Adam and Eve in the garden, and it continues to this day. But Jesus came so that we didn't have to wrestle through our self-will, but that we could seek after his will, that his will would be done. And in 1 Peter 5.5, 5, it says this. Peter says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. See, pride keeps us desiring our self-will, and our self-will keeps us from God. That's the battle. That's the spiritual battle. If you're watching right now and you're not walking with the Lord, that you haven't, you haven't come to that knowledge or that decision, it's self-will that's keeping you from that decision of walking with him. That's his self-will that's keeping you from that relationship with God. God's grace is given to the humble, not the prideful. That's where grace is poured out into our lives. That that gift of grace comes into our life, not in one who's full with pride, but to the one who humbles himself. Peter goes on in chapter five, verse six. He says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. That that's the solution, that we have to humble ourselves, that we humble ourselves in this way by by submitting to God and resisting the devil. That's how we humble ourselves. His will to be done. Not my will be done, but yours, O Lord. Peter says we do this by casting all our cares upon him for he cares for us. That's 1 Peter 5, 7. Immediately following, how do you do it? How do I humble myself? you got to cast all your cares upon him, upon the mighty hand of God, that we we hand that over to him, that 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 grace comes as we turn that over, that, that we humble ourselves before the Lord, that we submit ourselves to God, and as we submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God, the enemy will flee. As we submit ourselves under the mighty hand of God, it's in that humility that pride is lifted, and I'm no longer worried about my self-will, but I'm trusting for his will. So we have to humble ourselves. And to humble ourselves, we got to go to the Lord with our burdens. That's part of humbling ourselves. Where Where we wrestle in that spiritual battle is believing that I can handle my burdens. And I can only handle my burdens until I'm burnt out, until I hit that wall. And we realize I can't handle all those things. That There comes a point that I, I wasn't created to, to try to handle all those things on my shoulders, but that, that I'm to turn that over, that I'm to hand that over. And that we're called to give that to him. That that we're going to cast those burdens on to the Lord. That he can take those very things. That it's not going to be my will, but it's in his will that I hand them over and he takes them. So it's very simple. Right now with what we're dealing with in our life in the middle of a pandemic, there's some things we need to give to him. We need to hand over to him our anxiousness, our worries, our fears, and our doubts. We need to say to the Lord, here, Lord, take these. I cast them on to him that we, we bring them and we say, Lord, here, take these on. I can't do it. My self-will is failing. I humble myself. I hand them to you and you take them on. So I want you to close your eyes right now for one minute. And you know there's one of these things right now. There's so much uncertainty in our life and we pick these things up and that's where that battle happens. And, and right now maybe you're dealing with an anxiousness. And I just want you to Get before the Lord right now and say, Lord, I I turn my anxiousness or I trade my anxiousness in for your awesomeness, that you be awesome in my life. Say, Lord, right now I, I hand you my worries and I ask that you make me a person of worship. Father, I give you right now all my fears and I ask that you make me faithful. Lord, I hand you right now all my doubts, and ask, help me be disciplined in my relationship with you. We give you these things right now, in Jesus' name, amen. See, it's our self-will, our pride, that makes us believe we don't need his help. But all of us will come to some point in our life, an end of the road, where we recognize that we couldn't do it on our own. Even if we put on a front and we're faking it to everyone else, we know deep down inside something's off because we're trying to do it on our own. And that's pride. And that's the battle that goes on. And that's why we have to lay that down. See, his will for our life is so much greater than our problems. But my self-will says, I'll just deal with all my problems. But, but his will is so much greater than our problems. And to find his will, we have to humble ourselves. We have to lay those things down. Peter continues to give us insight on how to fight our spiritual battle. He continues to tell us in 1 Peter 5, chapter 8. He says this, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So he reminds those who are his disciples and those who are under incredible circumstances at that time. And he says, here's what you got to do to remain humble, that you've got to first be sober, be vigilant. Well, to be sober means this. Be sober through self-discipline and rational thinking. That's what be sober means. Through self-discipline and rational thinking. Self-discipline is this, the ability to discipline oneself. Isn't that easy? I think we complicate that too. It means that I'm gonna take one step in that direction that I'm called to take in that relationship. That I'm, I'm gonna align my life with his life. And I'm gonna be sober self-disciplined with rational thinking in my relationship with who he is. And rational thinking is this, it's the ability to make good quality decisions. We know irrational thinking. We, We know when we've made that decision that we shouldn't have made, that we should have maybe taken a moment or taken a breath, but under anxiousness or fear, or whatever might have been going on, we make that decision. So Peter says first, be sober. Be sober through that self-discipline. Be sober with rational thinking so that you can make those good quality decisions. Then he says, be vigilant. And be vigilant means this, by staying alert and aware of our spiritual weaknesses. That's what, means, what it means by being vigilant. That, that I'm, I'm aware, I'm paying attention I'm aware of my spiritual weaknesses. That's how I know I can humble myself is that, Lord, I can't do it. My self-will fails. So I humble myself before you. And Lord, I'm aware of those, those weaknesses. So I have to be vigilant. I have to be ready for those temptations to come. And I'm ready for those temptations to come that I'm aware and I'm sober so that I don't stumble, so that I don't fall back in the direction that the Lord wants to bring me to, that I'm continuing on that journey in that relationship with him, that pride doesn't come back in and take over. 1 Peter 5.9 says this, resist him, steadfast in faith, knowing that the same suffering are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. To win a spiritual battle in our lives, we must be sober, vigilant, resist the enemy, and remain steadfast in faith. So what do I have to do to bring myself to that place? Well, first, I've got to surrender my self-will for his will. That's where humility comes in. And we lay down that pride. And as I humble myself, he begins to work in my life in that way. And I'm sober and I'm, I'm, I'm ready with rational thinking and and. I'm following after him, and then I'm vigilant that I'm, I'm paying attention, that I am on high alert of the spiritual battle that's in front of me, and I won't let those things that come keep me from the plan and purposes he has in my life. And when the enemy comes, I resist him, because I am sober, because I am vigilant, and I remain steadfast in my faith, that I won't waver, that I've turned my will over for his will. As a result of turning that over, I won't Waver, regardless of what's before me. John 10.10 says this, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. As a promise of why Jesus came to give us this abundant life, and the abundant life is the eternal life. It's a life that's eternal, that he promises that we have this new life of who he is as we ask him into our lives, that we surrender our will for his will and this promise of abundant life that he's given us. See, Jesus came to give us that abundant life, that we would know that eternal perspective of what he has planned for us. But for us, our faith must remain steadfast. We cannot waver. We, We can't waver when it becomes difficult. But we stay sober and vigilant. Continue to fix our eyes on who he is. So if you're facing that spiritual battle, hopefully you're taking on those areas for that godly character that you're putting on in your life. But then when we face this battle, it's between pride and humility, and that we have to surrender. So the first part is submitting to God. Will I submit my life to God? Will I resist the devil? Because if I resist the devil, scripture says he'll flee from me. So will I resist him? Will I allow the Lord into all those cares in my life? Or am I trying to care for myself and my self-will? Do I turn those things over for his will and his care? And ultimately for us in that spiritual battle that we face, we must remain steadfast in our faith. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we know that you fight that battle for us. And Lord, for us, it's, it's taking that step closer to you, not a step further away. So Lord, we do cast those cares. We lay those, those burdens at your feet, Lord. We humble ourselves. Father, we ask that you would equip us and strengthen us to be sober and vigilant and remain steadfast in our faith so that we, through any circumstance we're facing right now, we can overcome and have that victory in you. Now, if you're watching for the first time and you haven't made that decision for Christ, that you're still trying to do life in your own will, that self-will, that self-will is pride. You want his will for your life. So to have his will, we have to surrender, we have to turn from the ways that we were doing things. We have to repent from that way of life and say, Lord, I want your will, not my will, be done. To do this, you've got to ask him in your life that way. And if you want to know him in that way, if he's moving in your life right now, I want you to pray with me to know him that way. Just repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my heart and I ask you to come in take control of my life and make me the person that you want me to be. In your name I pray. Amen. Now if you prayed that with me, please tell us if you're on the campus, there's a little button that just came up to let us know that you just asked them in your life that way and we're going to come alongside with you and pray with you and help you on this incredible journey that you're on in your life. Let's pray.